Welcome back to the podcast called Tell the World And I'm your host Today on Monday Monday, Monday, Monday I hope everybody's having a great Monday Great morning, great evening Great night I got a special guest here I know, I know, I know He don't like being told this Chris Brown in the house, <laughs> y'all It's too breezy in here, man He don't like being told this But I can't help it Because I won't say his actual name Because I find myself not even seeing his real name He's like a common copy of Chris Brown. I'm a clone. So it's like when I'm talking to him, it's like. So so I I just gotta say. I know all the time you get called. I hate to say this, Chris Brown, and I find myself sometimes saying it, and I know I shouldn't say it because I know you hear it all the time, and I know by me saying it, other people are looking at me say it. They're gonna say it. Right. 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 What things do you go through being the cookie cut out the oven, fresh, like Chris Brown? Oh, wow. Wow, what an introduction. Fresh, huh? Uh, Yeah, man, uh, let's just say a daily basis. You know, grocery store runs, man, just for per se. Man, it's it's ridiculous. I didn't ask. I didn't uh, ask for pictures, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, like, Like when you're out... Like just randomly, you run into the store, and somebody look at you. Do they right. look at you like? They- yeah, they do give me that that soft look. They do give me that mysterious like, is it him? Especially if I got a hat on or something. Some people may come up and say, "Hey, man, have somebody ever told you that?" Yeah, man, I I get it every day of my life, man. But it's really bad when I go out to the clubs or you know when I go out late night and it's a lot of traffic. It's a lot of people, so. Yeah, man, I didn't took pictures with people. Okay, okay, I ain't signed nothing yet. Uh, I but know, that's I know. Next. But what about the guys trying to be your friends? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'm always out, you know, with at least two, three of them, to my one myself. So when it's two, three, and just me, you know, they try to, hey man, they try to be cool with me because you know I'm walking with something <laughs> light, bright, and tight. You know what I'm saying? So they try to be my friend, you know, and uh. Yeah, man, I just got to turn them down because I'm, I'm picky and I'm stingy with mine, dog. I want it all. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, that's that's kind of cool to... I mean, look, I was thinking I could be, like, your manager, man, and, like, I right, could just right. talk to uh, the, 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 the real Chris Brown and say, hey, man, you need to look alike because right. we can... Get- documentary. <laughs> Give me in the documentary, Chris, please. We could get you out this back door. Right. And... And, and you know, let the, the the fake Chris Brown go to the front door. <laughs> right, right. VIP backstage. Now, when did you figure that you started just actually being called this? Like, when did it start? Right. So I'm gonna say, not in, not freshman sophomore year of high school, but junior year, because freshman sophomore had a little weight on me. They couldn't really see the you know the face because I, I was a little chubby, bro. So. Started slimming up junior, senior year. And, uh, you know, after that, man, and started getting into shape and learned how to dance a little bit. It's <laughs> shit. All right, guys. So today on this episode, we're going to kind of switch it up here and uh, turn the table. So you're going to get to know your host more, uh, deep dive into his little uh, life and background. And, uh, yeah, 
just kind of get to know the guy. So, uh, Ota, man, uh, where are you from? Where were you born and raised, Ota? All right, so I was uh, I was born in uh, Chicago, Illinois, and uh, and I was raised actually in Mississippi. So that that's my you know my raising and that's my background right there, Mississippi. Born in Chicago, Illinois, but my raising and everything came from Mississippi. So how was it uh, growing up in uh, Mississippi, Arthur? But but you know what? Before I go any further, we got somebody here we need to introduce. Mr. New Orleans in the building, man. Y'all give it up for uh, Big Time, Big Dog, Mr. New Orleans in the building, man. Straight from the city, man. Shane. Shane, you got to tell us, man. I know you go back and forth to New Orleans sometimes. And I just need to know, man, like, like you know, I've never been to New Orleans, but, you know, I need to make my way down there. But just tell us right now, how is New Orleans right now? Well, man, it's about time to get me on here, man. I was starting to wonder, you know. You ain't want to invite me. Long time coming. <laughs> Long time listener. Myself. But I'm glad to be a part of the Tell It To The World podcast. Uh, New Orleans is New Orleans, man. Going strong. Resilient. We bounce back. Never quit, you heard me? Our football team down, but we ain't down. Straight up. So, uh. We still got the festivals, the drinks still rolling, gumbo still getting cooked, chicken getting fried, catfish getting fried, trout getting fried, redfish getting grilled. So it's all good, man. Uh, got a lot of big things popping down now. Um, getting ready to hit this uh, holiday season, New Year's coming up, man. And Mardi Gras going to be right, right on, right before the Lover's Day, Valentine's, day before Valentine's. You know, then we're going to head right into the festivals, you know. So, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's going good. So, uh, I know you went to the, the Essence Fest, and, man, you saw all the, the entertainment down there that <laughs> I don't even know a lifetime if I would even get a chance to see these people come here where I'm living at here um, for concerts. I mean, the Essence Fest down there is big time, so all the artists has come down there to perform. And I mean, some of the videos and the uh, the stage front of everybody, you know, on stage coming on stage was like, this is crazy. You're seeing <laughs> all of them. And I know it's gonna take at least five years to get to maybe one of them. So how was that? Well, you know, it was good. Uh, I've been going to Essence, man, every year since since before when Prince performed way back. So I've been doing it for about 10, 12, maybe 15 years. Uh, I didn't go to the one that was obviously when it was in Houston. That was the only uh, Essence that I missed. So, uh, But this one was a pretty good one, man. Uh, uh, Luane surprised everybody when he came out, the, you know, uh so that was that was definitely what was up you know but i mean it's getting a little scaled down they used to have uh four super lounges now they got like two um which i think kind of sucks but you know they gotta they gotta limit the acts obviously you know uh, budgets might not be the same as it was before uh covid etc cetera, etc cetera. so but other than all it's, it's it's a good it's a good festival 
good city, good time, man. It's, it's not just the, the the music fest, but you got to do the convention center, man. I got to sell Wale perform, like, and I could touch him. I was just right there, so you know. They had two or three. They have all kind of displays going on in the convention center, man. And they have these pop-up shops, which are huge. I encourage people to go do. I mean, Essence is definitely the thing of the summer. Uh, I mean, it's it's the place to be for the Fourth of July, definitely. Uh, and it was so so good this year, being that it's fifty years of hip hop. So I went to I went from that to go and celebrate fifty years of hip hop in New York, which that's a whole nother level. There, man, that was off the chain you know so seeing jay's uh tribute in the brooklyn library was dope man i mean yeah this year was a good year to kind of celebrate hip-hop and it's still going um they still have things out there uh so you just and it's the last few months so i don't know if anything going on this month but i, I even seen atlanta did uh ludicrous was jumping out the ceiling against the sinks uh, two Sundays ago, they did a tribute to their Atlanta artists just in this in their Georgia Dome, which I thought was dope. And uh, this other podcast, the Beehive, had a guest on, and they were saying they hope every every team kind of takes to that, you know, because every every football team got some kind of hip hop representing their city, you know, whether it's New Orleans, whether it's Memphis, uh, whether it's L.A., you know, they could all show some love. So, I mean, it's it's been a pretty dope year. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure that one out. So, is is Jay-Z behind all of this? Because I know he's still um, working with the NFL through uh, uh, entertainment. So, I'm wondering, like, through some of these uh, major cities uh, based on hip-hop, uh, is that something that he's behind the scenes doing? Because I know in New York, you know, we saw mostly uh, maybe New York rappers uh so i'm thinking maybe now they're trying to you know because i know it was like on the blog people were saying well what about atlanta what, what happened to atlanta so i'm thinking now you know we know that new york is big like that and how it you know started and so they're making their way around to tour now in these cities so is that what's going on I think I think so. I think Jay Moore is uh, dealing with the Super Bowl, but I think uh, from what I understand, it was uh, it was a uh, media relations of Atlanta and owner Arthur Blank who really stepped up. And you know, everybody knew Atlanta is like the new new Detroit. You know, it's the mecca of the South. And um, I really would like to see Miami show some love. They got a good team, uh, young quarterback Tyreek Balling. They need to show some love to that Miami hip hop uh, area uh, with Rick Ross, Luke, and Trick Daddy, et cetera, et cetera, Trina. You know, so I'm just hoping they have five weeks left in the season. You know, I think I think it would be huge if some of these big cities can kind of represent. You know, uh, even here in Dallas, you know, you could bring out Dallas should bring out. Uh, a couple of their local artists, you know, uh, Yellow Beezy, you know, uh, Houston, same way. You know, I just think it, it, it should be a movement the last few weeks. I think that would be dope. And I think that would be a good icing on the cake for celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. And particularly in sports where that is most of your, you know, your fan base is. You know, the people who listen to hip-hop tend to follow sports, football, basketball. 
So I think that would be a dope thing. Uh, rather, I don't think Jay is personally, you know, trying to orchestrate with each team because obviously he's trying to do the Super Bowl, and you know, which is going to be big. I also saw Lil Wayne put his tilt in for 2025 because it's coming to New Orleans next year Super Bowl in the 504 Big Easy uh, 2025. Lil Wayne said he want to perform, and he, man. He's been performing all year, man, from Essence to 50 Years of Hip Hop to I think he was on a war show. I mean, so we'll see. Man, all that just sounds like I need to be ready to prepare for this because I don't think I'm going to be ready and prepare for some of this. But let's get into the food in New Orleans, man. Like, I know what what part of New Orleans do you, you hang out or you uh, pick to say to go get some good good New Orleans Southern food? Well, you know, it's not just limited to one area, you know. You got good food uptown. You got good food downtown. One of my favorite spots, I'm going to give a shout-out over there on off of Esplanade and Claiborne, Little Dizzy's Cafe. It's a lunch. Uh, the owner, she always greets you when you walk in, show love. If you never have problems with your food orders, fresh, hot, um, that's just one of my favorites. I got to give a shout out. There's others, you know, there's uh, Barrows have the catfish. I think they got a place downtown now if you're interested in that. You know, they got, you know, just depends. I mean, I, I, I can go on and on and forget some people because they got a lot of mom and pops and independent owned restaurants that that's doing real big things. I think Pee Wee's Crab Cake, he's a brother that used to be uptown, but I think he opened something on the West Bank. And man, he has—he's well-known cook in the city. Cooks food, and I just feel bad because I know I'm all, i don't have enough time to name it all, you know. Um, uh, Dickie Chase still going strong. I mean, Katie's um, off a of canal is another spot I frequent, you know. Um, it's just so many places. I mean, it just depends on what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go. Um, and really what you're trying to eat, you know, um, I, I tend to go more in the neighborhoods, obviously, than downtown because I ain't no tourist. I'm a local. So I go s support my locals. And, you know, that's just what I do, you know, uh, and it doesn't matter if the food good, it's hot and I ain't got to wait. I'm all in. Man, you know, Shane, you know, you remind me. You know, of some of the places that you go to, you always say that you always support, you know, black owned businesses, you know, and I've seen you do that many times. But it, it didn't dawn on to me that that's when you're tr doing a lot of traveling. That's what you're actually doing. You're you're you get around here in some of these different cities and these different states and you are hitting major cities that's got black owned businesses like uh up in uh, virginia and uh, dc you know uh atlanta you know and we know how new orleans is but you really put out you know supporting your own black businesses out there yes that's typically 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 what i do uh i was introduced to this brother named darius cooks he's a, he's a well-known chef and I think he is his motto is he wants to eat at a, he wants to eat at every black restaurant in the country, and I kind of follow his reviews. Of, I actually went to one of his tastings when I went to Oklahoma City. It was a dope experience. Uh, the food was for real, you know. So I think uh, at this point, I think you know I'm gonna continue doing that. Continue. Uh, 
trying to find some of these hidden gems, you know, like when you come to New Orleans, I can send you to a certain way, place. If I'm in D.C., I can look up and just give it all a try, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I just like supporting independent-owned, you know, restaurants as opposed to franchises, you know. Because I think when you eat at these little small independent-owned restaurants, you get a little more flavor, a little more cuisine. You get something that not just, you know, oh, it's, it's safe for the blood pressure, if you know what I'm saying. So, you know, they're going to they gonna turn it up. It's going to be a little spicy. It's going to be it's gonna be what it is, you know. So, Okay, we're back. So I wanted to ask, you know, this question here about uh, New Orleans and how it is after the the hurricane katrina like how has it changed and is it has it changed for the best you know we hear a lot of people saying you know it's not the same no more they're making more of a tourist attraction which it has always been but most so um a lot of people have moved from there so has anything thing changed there in new orleans that you see has changed that you notice that's different well, you know, of course, right off the bat, it's population, man. You know, you go to Dallas, you got a large f group of people from New Orleans to kind of settled in. You go to Atlanta, same way. Go to Houston, same way. You can go to probably even Baton Rouge. So you got to think about it. The population probably is not the same that it once once was. I think the tax base has shrunk a little bit. Um, I do believe, you know, like like history, same way when Betsy was back in the, I think it was in the 70s, 60s, if I might be off. It's going to always be a change, but the change is, you know, some things never come back. You got a lot of restaurants that never open back up. You know what I'm saying? They they still closed. They never bounced back, you know. Some did, some didn't. Some gone forever, you know. Some of the hidden gems down there. A lot of independent-owned places. So, I mean, it's, 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 is it back? It's about back as it's going to be, in my opinion. But it ain't going to never be the original, you know. It's kind of like when you watch a movie, like Coming to America, I still had not seen one that's better than the first. So, it's kind of... You know, New Orleans before Katrina will never be the same after Katrina. And, you know, unfortunate, but, you know, they say good things don't don't always last. Now, that uh, that third, is that the third warp? Is that what it is down there in New Orleans? The third warp? Is that has, is that what it is? Third warp? Well, it that third warp, fourth warp, fifth warp, ninth oh. warp. There's, there's several wards in the city, so... Damn, I didn't know they had that many. Yeah, so Lower Ninth Ward, and you know it go from uptown, downtown, all the way to the Lower Ninth, which is headed towards Saint Bernard Parish. Now, uh, we were talking uh, early about um, the 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 crime. Now, let's not just look at crime there in New Orleans, because you know if we look at it any kind of way, crime has picked up in a lot of places you know so is that is that something that scares uh tourists away or do people still come i i hear that but if you want to have a good time people gonna come i mean every city got this situation you know for a while new york was at the 9-11 was a tourist Ooh, people was on edge but eventually it settled in it became a thing of the 
the past not literally like you don't forget about it but it is you're not as guarded as you are so i don't think i think when people come to new orleans man they come to have a good time if you tend to stick in in the areas you need to be and what you're trying to do you'll be fine if you're going out ducking looking for a hustle looking for something under the rock that you shouldn't be looking for then you might have some problems you know what i'm saying so with that being said i i think it's safe um i i wouldn't i wouldn't bring my kids down bourbon street at two in the morning talking about we going trick-or-treat you know you know are we looking for some bees so i mean you just you know just stick to stick to the good area stick to the right time of day and I think you'd be just fine like you would be in any other city, you know? Man, you know, um, I know they got uh, LSU. LSU is down that way there. And has that beefed up the city, you know, uh, you know, the LSU girls basketball team? You know, that, you know, was a big deal uh, last year. Uh, the girls uh, winning their championship. And uh, was it this year? Was it this year? It was last season. Last season, yeah. So, did that bring more revenue to the city, more attention? I think women sports and all is on is is becoming a thing right now. You know, uh, you know, we got a friend who Uno who's been on it. Shout out to my girl Uno. Uh, she been on it, man. It's so huge right now, man. And I think the LSU girls and the swag and the culture that they bring and the Bayou Barbara Angel Reese, my daughter look up to her. I think, man, that's just it's it's like a it's like a story made for movie, you know. Uh LSU's been fortunate. Even going back to Joe Burrow when they had a perfect football season. That's a move that's a story that's gonna eventually get into Hollywood. That's a made for uh, a season that's made for a movie. And it's the same thing with the uh women's women's basketball and women's sports in general. And that's not sleep on the gymnastics. LSU has one of the top gymnastics uh programs as well. So I think in the South, which Louisiana always turned out players. I mean, you can look even from Archie Manning to Peyton Manning, to Odell Beckham, to uh, um, uh, Marvin, not Marvin Harris, Reggie Wayne, man, you know, I went to went high school, I went to high school and played against him. So I'm just saying, like Louisiana always had talent. Leonard Fournette, Honey Badger, we can go on and on and on. So uh, I think now, but to answer your question, back to. I mean, women's sports in, in itself is blowing up. I think they have a, a huge fan base, a huge niche, and I think it's only going to continue. And I think that's good, man, because you got a lot of girls that's that's into, you know, to the sports industry and into the sports, and I think that helps them can make profit money. NIL is, is huge in college now. You've seen a lot of college students becoming millionaires, Teams of guys who are part of teams, they're getting a little trinkle down, and it's not just the university. So I think it's a good thing. I think it's only going to continue to get bigger. I think it's going to um, draw more excitement, probably get more kids into different things because I believe, you know, if you put a kid in an extracurricular activity, you just never know what they can excel in, you know, as opposed to youtube and tv because we was outside we was on the park we was on the playground and i think if we can get more more kids back to that would be good all right guys so uh we're gonna do a closing out on the show and so i hope to get those guys back on the show 
and I want to thank them for uh, coming on the show, and um, I want to thank Chris Brown <laughs> for coming on the show, and I want to thank Shane for, you know, dropping some jewels, dropping some knowledge. Uh, we'll be doing a part two with these guys, and uh, you guys have a blessed day, blessed evening, blessed night, hell, blessed morning. And that will conclude the podcast called Tell the World. Good night.